0: Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. I'm so excited to welcome you back for another episode of Your Brand Amplified. I'm your host, Annika Jackson, and I teed this up a little bit last week's episode. We are going to hear from Mike Capuzzi of Bite-Sized Books. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Annika, thank you very much, and I appreciate this opportunity.
0: Absolutely. I was really excited when we started talking about you coming on as a guest, because being an author is something I think a lot of people see a lot of value in to add to their business, right? To be able to say you're a published author, but there is a nuance and a difference in how to do that, and you have some very specific ways um, that you help get results. You've written best-selling books yourself. So first, before we get into that, I'd love for you to start on how did you decide to do this as your livelihood?
1: So it goes back to, well, I think I was like five years old.
0: Oh, <laughs> I love that.
1: So we have a couple hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I, I joke because um, my grandmother, my mom's mom was a voracious reader and she instilled that love of books um, into me at a very young age. I mean, I was reading like novels at you know in, in you know elementary school and I'd go visit her I had, used to have travel a couple hours to go visit her and she had this big library and it was, I just loved it I just love books so I've always had a love of books a love of reading uh, I've always encouraged my daughters uh, when they were younger they, to read so I just I just love books mm. um, and you know like a lot of people Hanukkah I had the dream at some point to write a book, mm-hmm. but like a lot of people at the time, I didn't know how, I wasn't sure if I was smart enough, That was like witty enough, whatever it was, right? All this head trash, um, you know, That's that was on me. Um, and, you know, wrote the, published the first one very quickly, a little difference there. I didn't write it I actually, it was a compilation book, mm-hmm. but then realized, hey, this is not that big of a deal. And that was in 2007. And since then, I think we're up to, I'm up to 14 or 15 books. Wow. Um, And it's just i just love helping people just like all my family except myself i was an engineering major for college the rest of my family were all teachers so i had this teaching dna in me wanting to help people and i think the written word and in book format is still a very powerful way to connect with people Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely i am a racist reader i used to write a lot of poetry when i was younger (laughs) and i always thought i'd be an author someday And um, I I think like many people like you have ideas, but it's all about how do you find the time and the energy and, or do you find a ghostwriter and all of that? And so you're a publisher, you're an author, you're a book publishing coach, um, and you have kind of uh, created this thing called Shooks, right? Short helpful books. So are all of your books Shooks and what, what is a defined Shook and how did you come up with that?
1: Yeah. Well, being a marketing person, you'll appreciate this, right? So listen, you, as you know, there's a ton of people, there's a ton of people that do what you do. There's a ton of people that do what I do. And it's always key. It's something I, So first of all, I have a lengthy marketing background. I was doing engineering, but for the most part of my career, 20 plus, oh gosh, 25 plus years now, hmm. marketing. Okay. Corporate marketing, then more direct response for small and medium-sized businesses. But anyway, um, you had to distinguish yourself, right? They're, you know, brand, whatever, however you want to call it. So I just didn't want to be a book publisher. Um, and then I started realizing the power of shorter books, books that can be read in about an hour. So we're not talking okay. pamphlets. We're not talking war and peace, somewhere, you know, in the in between, if you will. And, um, you know, it came up with my own brand. I thought, you know, don't publish a book, publish a Shook. So yes, Shook stand for short helpful books. They are nonfiction typically business oriented, okay. um, books that are meant to help readers with a very specific topic. Nice. Yeah.
0: yeah I, I think I've read some books that I guess would probably be considered shooks that have been really great business books. Mm-hmm. And I notice that I do get stuck when I'm like, Oh, this is a really good, this looks like a book that I really need to read to move my business forward, but then it's long. And then oh I, my, yeah. I just, can't get you know with everything else with mom and animals and full-time job and everything else that we do uh it's it can be hard to find that time so yeah
1: (laughs) it's amazing because again i'm a voracious reader right i'm a pretty fast reader and i'm getting older now um you know and i I like i start, i don't know how often you start books and then yeah they're are 300 pages and then you get bogged down and a lot of i call them a lot of there's a lot of bloat in books. There's a lot of books Mm -hmm. that are bloated unnecessarily in my opinion, and they repeat themselves. They're like, oh my gosh, just get to the point. So I think the promise of, and you know, if you don't mind, I'll just show one of my shooks. Like it's a real book, like it's a book, it's on a bookshelf, but that's a (laughs) one hour read. Just like this this interview is a 30, 60 minute interview. Mm -hmm. It's short and concise, so is a shook. It's not meant to be the entire topic on whatever the book is about but it's meant to give readers a taste. And then, which which is key, Annika, is it's meant to lead interested readers to the next step. Yeah. So not only is it a short book, about 100 pages, about 12 to 15,000 words, which is a lot less than your traditional 75 to 100,000 word business book, but it also follows a very specific recipe. There's certain things we do in Shooks that are really meant to, they're, they're sales tools, right? Yeah. So I approach it like a sales tool there's triggers in there to allow readers who are interested to get more information, yada, yada, yada. So it's more than just the fact that it's short. It's, it's a formula, if you will, uh, a recipe. I'm a, of Italian descent, so I had to you know, go to the recipe. <laughs> My other grandmother was Italian, so I, I had that homage to her. Um, and we've developed a recipe for these little short nice. books.
0: So you just showed me your 100-page book, which is called The 100-Page Book. So,
1: and it's 100 pages.
0: Yeah. So what, what is in that book?
1: So that book has our recipe. Uh, As a matter of fact, I always, I should always have it here. It's, I actually have an old, my grandmother used to have these, my grandmother, the town grandmother, you would have these old little five, three by five cards of her recipes. And we made one up. It's in there. It's in the, uh, it's, I took a, we created our own little recipe card. But anyway, this is a recipe for a roughly hundred page book, which is about an hour read, Um, it tells you from literally from the first page to the last page, what my recommendation, what my recipe is, what should go here, what should go here, what should go here. And I give you examples. So it's, what's cool about it, Annika, is I've had, and we've sold thousands. It wasn't my intention because most of my books I give away, but we were up on Amazon and we sold thousands of copies of this book. It came out almost two years ago and kind of took off and, um, if you read the reviews and there's a couple hundred reviews, which is kind of cool, people will say like, this is exactly what I was looking for. Right. So it's, it's really, it's really filled in a a space in the book publishing space for folks that know they have a message, know they Mm -hmm. have to share something, but like yourself, they're just busy. How do I write a traditional book? You can get these done in a matter of weeks.
0: Yeah. Nice. And so I've noticed that there are a lot of people who write short books that aren't writing them as marketing messages, mm-hmm. they're writing them as their own story. And that I think is where I find, you know, that that I find a little odd sometimes, quite frankly, because I have had clients come to me and oh, I'm, a, I'm an author, I wrote a book. And then I look at the book and I'm like, well, what's gonna be the best way to promote this? Because it's short content and it's not leading to selling something like you would with a marketing or a business book. So do you get, cause I imagine, okay, so people can use your formula, but I imagine a lot of people also come to you and say, this is what I wanna do. Help me, teach me your, the ways, go through perhaps a program or have mm-hmm. you as their, you know, their advisor, or I don't know if you use ghostwriters as well. Um, how do you, do you ever say no to somebody who comes to you and how do you differentiate like, what will be a successful shook and mm-hmm. what won't?
1: Yeah, great question. Well, first of all, I use a Shook. I use multiple (laughs) Shooks, a couple back here, Um, to make it very clear. First of all, if you're interested in working with me, by the time they get to me, which and we do calls and Zoom calls and like that, you know, it's our call to action, primary call to action. Um, They're pretty clear on the kind of books we're publishing for Mm -hmm. our clients. So if they're looking to write their life's memoir, we're not the right publisher for them. Um, but if they're a doctor, a dentist, a CEO, and they want to get the message out about something and connect mm. it to their business, mm-hmm. then yes, we can be the right choice. Mm. Um, so absolutely, we, we definitely distinguish. Um, as a matter of fact, just because I'll show you one of the, one of the, one of the, um, I can get to open the book. One of the uh, first, actually, it's the first one. I'll see if I can show it there.
0: Who should read this book? <laughs>
1: right? And that's page, that is page one. Like I write it up front, who should yeah. read this? And then I say, you know, next page is who shouldn't. Um, I'm very specific. Like, why waste your time? If this is, if you're looking for a fiction, you know, want to write a fiction book, um, I'm not for you. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're very specific.
0: Okay. So what continues to inspire and motivate you to stay in this business?
1: Hmm. That's a good question too, <laughs> because- you know, as a business, you know, the days, and I've been doing it. So I'm sort of more now towards the tail end of my, my career, hopefully not my life. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm definitely slowing some things down. Um, my kids are going to be out of college soon. So it's like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to enter that next phase. But um, I still get very jazzed up. So I, I host a podcast also. And I, like this week, I hosted a woman from Thailand, A gentleman from Tasmania. And then I was on a gentleman's podcast who was from the UK. So like this big international push this week. And I was just, I love talking to people, whether they're our own clients or just people that just are putting out great content. And I call it, it's a helping before selling mentality. That's what I, 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 I write about it. A helping before selling. And that's what books do. They allow you to offer helpful information before you try to sell somebody. And I just, I get very jazzed when I hear other like-minded business owners that just are out there looking to give great content um, and really make a difference in their own little space. So I, I just, there's a matter of fact, there's an episode of my podcast that just went live this week. The gentleman, I don't know him, but it was a very interesting conversation. And he wrote a book on about how to change, you know, if you have change, um, unbeknownst to him, one of his target audience that he didn't realize when he wrote the book, but it Mm -hmm. happened afterwards, was that prisons were starting to use his book as part of like a curriculum to help prisoners as they prepare to get out of prison. Wow. He never thought about that, right? He talks about it on his podcast. I was like, wow, like he didn't know his book was going to have that impact. And had he never written that book, then those men and women would have never had the impact that they needed at that point in their life so oh, i just love i get jazzed up yeah, oh my
0: gosh that's so inspirational it is
1: it's very cool
0: that's that's so unique because i think people usually set out with like okay what's my ideal right yep. customer who am i writing for so yep. to make a, an even bigger impact that's really amazing
1: it is and it's wow. it's one of those things like he didn't know going into it based on yeah. the conversation we had with him but it's it's and it, he said it's used in prisons all over the country now <laughs> And, and, and Anika, what I'll say, and this is something I always try to encourage people with, a lot of people get stuck when it comes to, oh, I want to write a book, but I don't know how, I'm not smart enough, I'm not a good enough writer, which I kind of poo-poo, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's a conversation in written format. But if it never gets done, if it's always just in your head or on your computer and never gets yeah. published, then it's never going to help the people it should help. Mm -hmm. and I always try to encourage people put the spotlight off of you and your schedule and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. think about the people that your book can help
0: Mm -hmm. okay
1: so yeah
0: wow yeah I like I like that approach
1: yeah well most of us it's human nature right we're busy kids whatever it is and the the gentleman I interviewed from Tasmania this week It took him seven years and he was kind of laughing about it. But he said, Mike, it took me seven years to write this one book. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a shook. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And he said it was just this and it was self-published. So it it wasn't, you know, it was something that just kept laboring on. And it doesn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Now he's happy he did it and it's now working for him, but um, it doesn't have to be that, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what is next in the industry and with mm. your company?
1: Well, oh, that's another good question. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I'm an old school kind of guy, right? Like I've, I, you know, I was around when, when I was in college and I had a girlfriend in college who lived a couple thousand miles away. Cause I went away to college. I would handwrite letters to her once a week. It was like that kind of, like, that's where I, that's how I grew up. Right. Once a week, phone calls because phone calls back in those days were too expensive yep. for a kid. Um, so I appreciate the traditional book, our primary mechanism are printed books, paperback, typically, mm-hmm. um, we do digital books, we do Kindle books, we do audio books. So, I'm sort of old school, uh, I don't necessarily believe that the, the, pay, the printed book is going away anytime mm-hmm. soon. They've been around for hundreds if not thousands of years, uh, they're not going to go away in the 21st century. Um, so you know, I think it's a matter of more and more people. I think where the, where it's going, where it's been going and where it's going to continue to go is a technology is making it very simple for anyone to write a book um, and publish it themselves. Whether they work with someone like us, they do it on their own. doesn't matter. I mean, my first book in 2007, um, we had to print 3000 copies to get the price point low enough. Mm-hmm. Those days are gone. Um, you know, so I think that, Technology is making it easier. As far as what we're doing, I think one of the things, I was just talking to a good friend of mine before this interview. Um, I think one of the things that we have to get better at for our clients and helping our clients is using the book effectively. Another thing I preach a lot, Anika, is writing the book is actually the easy part. Mm-hmm. Using it, promoting it, Getting it out there is the hard part. It really is. And it's the part that, you know, uh, it, it it doesn't end, right? It, it, you know, a book should not be in a box in a closet. It's got to be out there. So helping clients figure out effective ways. I wrote a shook on it called the magic of free books. Um, mm-hmm. It offers 51 strategies. But again, I think we're going to have to, me and my company are going to have to move more into doing it for them in, mm-hmm. in whatever capacity that looks like, um, because, like most business owners, they're just too busy to do a lot of it on their own.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Cause that's often something, you know, people feel like I have an amazing product or I have an amazing service. I'm going to build a great website and people are just going to show up and that's not <laughs> yeah. the way things work. Yeah. Uh, you have to really use, and some people think PR means sales. It's like, well, no PR is exposure, but you have to have the integrated marketing strategy with PR to get the sales.
1: Absolutely. And some
0: people they'll they'll say, Oh, you're going to do the PR. This book is going to be a bestseller. And I'm like, well, no, it's not. If you don't implement all these other things too, I can't, you have to be the voice, right? You're the writer. It's your authentic voice. It's your soul. It's your message. Um, and so we can get you interviews to talk about it, but how else are you showing up to your audience or to the ideal audience that you want? And, and that's something that people forget a lot. Um, when they're starting a business or they're writing a book or they're starting anything they just think okay i'm gonna put this out into the world and everybody's gonna love it
1: yeah it's it in this day and age it's, it's it's yeah it's the the least factual or least you know realistic way um whether it's a book whether it's a new product by the way pr and books you know launching a book we've had very good success myself uh, clients, you know, PR is something I love, you know, PR is sort of this art that a lot of people don't even leverage these days. I mean, again, smaller, maybe more medium, small to medium sized business owners, even entrepreneurs like Mm solopreneurs, but PR can be very effective, very effective. Can I tell a real quick story?
0: Yeah. please. Only
1: only because it's about my daughter, my older daughter. So my oldest daughter, who's now going to be, she's a junior in college in her summer going into her senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, we were outside talking, it was July 4th weekend, I remember very distinctly. And she's like, dad, you know, what am I gonna do this summer? I mean, she had a job at a veterinarian's office, you know, working as a vet, like cleaning up and stuff. And um, she was getting ready to start applying to colleges. I said, well, why don't you publish a book? We had just rescued our first dog. Um, so why don't we publish a book about dog rescues? So just like I, my first book was a compilation book, which means you go out and find 20, 30 people who wanna contribute a chapter, we, we did that for her. So July 4th was the idea. By Labor Day, which was three months later, she had Dog Joy, a book called Dog Joy, wow. which had 26 authors in it, you know, contributing authors. She raised almost $6,000, which was donated to the 26 rescues in Aww. the book. Um, but here's the cool part, Monica, why I wanted to share this. We did some very simple PR. Mm-hmm. Uh, two press releases, it timed it very perfectly. There was a uh, national Do- dog adoption month or dog adoption day, or I think mm-hmm. it was in October. Anyway, long story short, she was on the front page of several local newspapers. Oh so we saw local newspapers. She was featured in a, Phil- I live in the Philadelphia area. She was featured in the Philadelphia wow. area magazine as one of these like 30, under 30 to watch out for.
0: Amazing. She got
1: amazing. <laughs> Every college she applied to, except for one which is the one she went to that scholarship like we weren't even applying for scholarships but she used her book as wow. a way to distinguish herself she got a handwritten letter from deans saying this is amazing so we, and she we did like not the bare minimum but maybe like you know halfway she could have done a lot more we could have done a lot more with it but Again, we weren't really expecting that to happen. Yeah, but that's the power of a book, and it's the power of PR. So I'm a huge fan of.
0: Oh well, thank you.
1: Do you do 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 PR for um, authors?
0: Um. Yeah, we have done PR for authors before. Mm. That's good to know. Yeah, and some we you know, and and it's we've had different degrees of success. I think some things that you just said are important. It's about mm-hmm. the timing.
1: No, ap- ap- what, that is what, the key. What can
0: you tie it into? Yes, absolutely. You know, so whatever the content is, how do you tie it into what's relevant, what journalists are looking for, um, whether to put it on a list or you know, it's a month long, whatever yep. AAPI or Black History Month or yep. animal adoption or whatever it is, how do you tie it in? Um, but then also, I think another strategy is to find bylined article opportunities. So take a chapter of your book turn it into an article that can get published. And then that leads people back to your book.
1: Yeah. Very so, smart. Yeah.
0: There, there's a lot of different strategies out there. There is. And it's that's why like you to listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm not
1: a fan of doing a PR yourself. Like we work with a company, yeah. which yeah. when we're done after, I want to talk to you about because the gentleman who owns it, he's also a poetry guy. Oh, cool. Um, and he's always talking about, I want to do a poetry book. He did a shook, but he didn't do a poetry book. <laughs> um, but anyway, but yes, you got to, I, in my opinion, you've got to work with a PR professional. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, great. Well, how do people find you if they want to learn more about how to how to write a shook, um, how to work with you as a publisher?
1: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I mean, all our all my books, my shooks are up on Amazon. You can find them there. Um as far as I've got a couple of websites, my primary website that's been around forever is mikecapuzzi.com. And you know, you'll see a couple of different things that I've done over the years there a lot of content up there. Our publishing company is Sized with a D, bite-sizedbooks.com. And then we're actually just about ready to rebrand and re- not relaunch because it's been out there for two and a half years, our own podcast, hmm. which is now going to be called the Author Factor Podcast, where I interview nonfiction business book authors. Um, so we're up to over 100 episodes now, and nice. uh, um, people can check that out. Very and good. I have a gift for your listeners, if that's okay.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So you mentioned the 100-page book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to allow your listeners to look, They can read it online for free. We have a digital version up. It's up online. It's, you can read it for free. There's also a second shook I give you, which is a, um, a quick start guide. So it, like, it even distills it down even more, like bang, bang, bang. Here's what to do. Wow. So if they go to um, mikecapuzzi.com uh, forward slash gifts. So plural gifts, um, they can uh, grab those two shooks.
0: Nice. We'll make sure that's in the show notes. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm I'm going to download that. <laughs> I can tell you that I'm probably also going to want to get the hard copy because I do like.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: I'm a visual learner, so I like I have to write things. I need to I'm read the things. same way. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, if
0: I if it's something long, I'll listen to it in the car. You know, in bite-sized chunks, and that works okay. Sometimes depending on on what it is, but yeah. Um, so that's fantastic. And then I, I teed you up a little bit, so hopefully you've had time to think about this, but I'd love to know a mantra that you live by or a favorite quote.
1: Yep. And there's a bunch. And yeah. again, like, and if I actually thought about it before, I probably have a list of them, but I will tell you one, my daughters, um, they always roll their eyes because as they were growing up, there was, uh, too. So maybe it's not for me so much, but it, it, it's, uh, you know, it might be on my tombstone someday. Um, I would, as I was growing up, I always, and I think it's relevant for all of us, business owners, entrepreneurs, kids growing up. I mm. always, when they were going to school, I always left them with the mantra, be respectful, be respected. Mm. And I, I love alliteration, but I would always, be respectful, be respected. And when you think about it, it's like helping before selling. It's like, you know, the golden rule, treat people the way you wanna be treated, yeah. but also, you know, expect to be, you know, respected. Nice. Now that they're in college, it's uh, <laughs> be, safe, be smart. Um, so it's not as maybe applicable to business owners and such, but I think the be respectful, be respected. I think that's a pretty good mantra these days.
0: Yeah, yeah. keep your side of the street clean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah do what you can. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I feel like every time I do an interview, it's the message I need to hear that day. So uh, I really kind of
1: cool. That's yeah, cool.
0: it's it's one of the things that excites me about getting on and yeah. talking to people from all over as well, and hearing their stories and their journeys and their advice to entrepreneurs and business owners. So, um, Mike, any last words that you want to share with our audience?
1: Well, listen, I I just I would always encourage folks. I think a lot of people, Anika, think about, dream about, maybe know they ought to write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they can help some segment of the world's population with some issue or challenge or a goal. And I would just say, you know, I would say it's like a cliche because it is, but mm-hmm. like, just do it. Like it will it will not help anyone sitting up in your head. Yeah. Whether you work with us, look at the Shook formula, there's ton, the world, or excuse me, there's so many opportunities out in the world right now to discover how to do this and do it fairly easily. Um, I would just encourage everybody, to get it out and start helping people with the uh, a book that's in them.
0: Nice, thank you, that's beautiful. Everybody has a story inside, just waiting mm-hmm. to be heard. For sure. Or read, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Awesome, well, thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate you coming on. And listeners, I'll make sure that you know how to download the 100-page book and the other information and get in touch with Mike if you have any further questions. Appreciate you coming back for another week of your brand Amplified and I'll see you again next week. Want more? Check out amplifywithanica.com or follow me on socials at Amplify with Annika.